0: live from Lisbon. This is the Twilight Show with Lucy Newberger.
1: Good evening you're back with me once again Lucy Newberger and it is the Twilight Show. This evening we're taking a tour through continued professional development.
0: Live from Lisbon, this is The Twilight Show with Lucy Newberger on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TTRadio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio.
1: Good evening, everybody. As always, what a privilege to be back sitting in the hot seat for this evening's Twilight Show. I say the hot seat, it's actually my sofa, which is great to be able to broadcast from, but uh, I can't get too cosy. I've actually stopped sitting here with a blanket because it kind of gives me uh, too cosy vibes and I need to concentrate. So no blankets, but I do have a cup of tea in my teacher's talk radio mug and I am raring to go. Uh, So good evening, everybody. Good evening, Mr. Rogers. Lovely to have you here. As as usual, actually, you, you tend to make an appearance, which is lovely. So this evening, we're going to be talking about CPD, sort of different aspects of cpd kind of where we're at with it Uh, as always with my research into these things i've gone down rabbit holes i've come out the other side i've gone down another rabbit hole so go with me on it this evening uh jump in comment have your say let me know what you think and uh we will go on this journey together but before we do that we have to do the weekly recap it's it's tradition so let's do it um it's the first of February today hurrah and I'm very excited by this particularly as I think that in the next few days uh, Mercury is also finally coming out of retrograde which if you are into your planets or your astrology or anything like that um Mercury retrograde happens several times a year and when you look at the night sky it looks as if Mercury is going backwards and with this comes all kinds of life havoc things are all over the show kids are even crazier than usual uh if you're me you feel like that the world is imploding around you even though you've just had a bit of a bad week and you felt a bit rough but no uh i'm relieved to say that mercury is finally uh i think coming out of retrograde either on the 3rd or the 4th of february i'm not quite sure which one but very soon uh it also feels like, I don't know about you. But for me, the year really begins in February, January is kind of your your sort of you're revving the engine, you're you're kind of trying to jumpstart. And some of you might have had a really great start. And if you have, that's great. Uh, And some of you might just think, okay, right, we've done January, we're still with it. Okay, now, now I can now I can do this. I feel like I like I'm okay. I've been paid. Let's go and the kind of all the kind of Christmas sort of hangover, if you like has gone. And you can really get going now. I also think that UK half term is, is quite soon. And I'm sure someone will dump in, dump in, jump in, let's try and speak English. <laughs> going so well already. Um, someone will jump in and tell me when UK half term is it's usually mid Feb. Uh, mine's a little bit later actually it's uh carnival here in portugal is or the week we're getting off anyway is the 28th of feb through to well it's monday the 28th of feb through to i think about the 4th of march something something like that so i've got a while to go yet and i think again that's partly why i'm grateful it's february because it means i'm that bit closer to a week off not that i'm counting so yes i feel like things are really getting started i feel a bit happier about life but it seems like <laughs> my year fives have have other ideas and they've really kind of upped the ante in terms of work resistance and the general kind of blah attitude. Um, oh, Tom, you didn't get Carnival in Spain. No Feb half term. Ah, OK, so I'm lucky to get that. Well, we don't get the one in June uh, or May, June. So maybe that's where we uh where the kind of compromise is. But we do finish uh, out here on the first of July so in terms of kind of doing well out of the holiday time I don't feel like I suffer in any way but going back to my delightful year fives yeah the the attitude is is uh, still a bit all over the show we're working on it we're working on it and uh we're trying to kind of sort it we're trying to kind of I don't know we're trying all sorts of things with them including and uh, any EYFS or uh, year one year two teachers will be well acquainted I'm sure with parachute games Uh, and because we are doing uh, air resistance and forces and science we thought let's go and play some parachute games and they'll have to work together and figure things out and it'll be great and that actually worked quite well so my partner teacher and I are thinking that maybe we do a little bit more of that maybe we uh Just try and do a bit more bonding, a bit more team building, because maybe that will inspire them just to have a little bit more oomph and a little bit more welly. But I'm not giving up on them. So I'll keep you posted on how that goes. Um, In other child related debacles, I absolutely lost it with one of my kids today i mean mainly because it was a safety thing uh one of my year fives who decided it would be hilarious today to put a plastic bag on his head on the playground and then could not possibly tell me why that was not a good idea so he got a very stern word from me about uh not cutting off his breathing supply and it not being a good idea Uh, i think he got the message i probably went in a bit too hard but i think i was more horrified by the fact that there was a bag on his head in the first place so yes that was a little bit terrifying but moving on (laughs) the other in other uh debacles going on today there's there's always lots of them um and this is this really is just today um i had another incident and you can kind of tell me whether you think i'm a terrible teacher or not and whether i've handled this in the wrong way i don't know i know (sighs) I, and I think teachers do this a lot. We we react to things. We have incidents where we look back at them. We think, did I do the right thing there? Did I handle it correctly? What? Ugh. So you can give me your thoughts on this one. So I have a situation with my year five class where um, so we have the way our timetable works is that they come in from break at half past ten, and then lunch isn't until twelve thirty. So it's a big it's a big window of time uh, for even for, well, I think for, for 10 year olds, nine, 10 year olds, that's an enormous window. So what I tend to do at 1130 is give them something that I call toilet water break. So they, uh, wonder, we have a, a two way ramp system and we're at the top of the ramp. Uh, and then there's an atrium at the bottom. So I trust them. I let them go fill up their water bottles, go to the toilet, if they need to have a quick wander, come back. That's the, that's the deal. They've known the deal. It's been, it's been like it since the start of the year and, they seem to so far have had no problem with that. However, that all changed today when through kind of uh, a bit of detective work from one of the year six teachers and kind of a process of elimination, it was established that there are some boys in my class, I still don't know who as yet, Who have been throwing wet bog roll on the ceiling? Now, I know we've all done this at some point, either in primary or secondary school, where it's hilarious to wet either paper towels or bog roll and see if it'll stick to the ceiling. And usually it will. So, this obviously got back to me that it was uh, my class, uh, even after year six, swearing blind that it wasn't them, but I'm still not wholly convinced. But anyway. So, The year six teacher came in to see me and said, look, this is what's going on. I think it probably is your class, you know, have a word and kind of maybe eliminate uh, toilet and water break for, for a while. Okay, right, here we go. So when my children came back from music this afternoon, I had to kind of present to them the uh the the bog roll on the ceiling scenario and i had to say to the boys because the girls toilet was fine but the boys toilet not so much uh that they were going to be losing their toilet water break privilege now i'm not a monster and i've just tweeted about this story prior to the show i'm not a total monster if they need to go to the toilet they're going to be allowed to go just not on mass they're going to have to go individually uh, or at break time Or at lunchtime or any other designated time, but basically they're not going to be allowed out of you know they're not going to be allowed toilet and water break at 1130 if they need to fill their water bottle, they can go individually, etc. But honestly, the reaction to this you'd have thought i'd taken away their playstations you'd have thought i would told them i don't know that they weren't going on any more school trips ever again or that we were going to be doing uh silent written work for the rest of the term the meltdown that ensued from this and i honestly didn't didn't think it would i I didn't think they were bat an eyelid if i'm honest now of course it is unfair i appreciate on those who i probably could i could probably tell you who's involved but you don't like to assume because you never know things happen but i can probably you know there's a good few of them that i could probably already eliminate so i do appreciate that it is unfair to take that privilege away from them but of course i'm kind of stuck in a situation where until somebody confesses and i did this is how i conveyed it to them today i said until somebody confesses i I'm kind of stuck a bit between a rock and a hard place because I have nothing to go on other than the information that I've got. And so we are where we are. Now, the honestly, I do think that there are nine and 10 year olds and probably younger children out there that could be hostage negotiators in the future, that could be, I mean, the, the, the kind of passion and conviction with which they are willing to argue with you over certain things is, is incredible. And I'm sure many of you have experienced this. But uh, yes, they were willing to make the case. And they were honestly, this went on for about 10, 15 minutes to the point where one of my children then suddenly partway through just a, 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 comprehension, a comprehension session we were doing in the afternoon said, Miss N, it was me. Silence, piercing, deafening silence. It was me, right? Okay. Rest of you carry on. I'm going to take child outside to to have a chat to. Child then proceeded to say to me, or then proceeded to break down in in tears and say, and I I had a suspicion that he he was not involved, and I said, now I want you to tell me whether you are actually involved in this or whether you are taking the fall because you want. Toilet and water break back. And it only took me about a minute to get out of him. Actually, no, he wasn't involved, but he felt it was better, and oh bless him, he felt it was better for him to take the fall so that everybody else could get their privileges back. And I said to him, Look, I i truly appreciate what you are trying to do. And I honestly I couldn't keep the smile from my face. And when I went back in, my kids are like, Why are you smiling? Nothing funny's happening. Uh, this Charles just confessed to, to something really naughty. I said, you yeah with 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 child's permission i can tell you what happened and the child gave me permission to say say what happened and i said look this is this is what went down and i said i the reason i'm smiling is because i really truly understand what he was trying to do for you all but it's not the, the right approach okay it's it's not i'm not looking for someone to to take to take the blame just so you can have something back that's not how this is going to work but uh yeah as laurence just said uh oh bless him taking one for the team oh he tried to believe me he really tried but uh alas he he is not taking one for the team on on this occasion but uh yes needless to say uh the boys in my class are not very pleased with me as it stands so that was that um yeah just ongoing ongoing madness of, of of the teaching life um so you know if ever you have any stories of your daily well, maybe you should call it daily debacles i don't know maybe maybe this could be an entirely new feature of just everyday kind of lunacy that that goes on in schools maybe i don't know i'll look into that see what you think see if it gets any uptake <laughs> um what else have we got so oh I have not done shows I've enjoyed for a while, mostly because I end up flitting around all over the place and I forget or sometimes do not have time to catch up with my fellow host shows, which I know is terribly naughty. But I did make time this week. Um, and my top recommendation is Sabaya's Sunday breakfast show, um, and I'm about to murder this name um, of the guest she had on, despite the fact I've read her book, uh, Marine Baig. Uh, who wrote hidden lessons uh, growing up on the front line of teaching, which, if you have not read it, is a phenomenal book uh, I thoroughly thoroughly recommend. I know that sometimes when we're at home and and just doing our our reading for pleasure, as it were, that we don't want to read anything education related, but if you can read this particular book, do go ahead. I read it in about three days flat. It was actually given to me by um my best friend, Eleni, who I often mention on this show, uh, when I went to stay with her in November, she she handed it over to me. And I just, it's it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal read. So please, please do. And then go and listen to the interview. You are welcome. Okay, go forth and fantastic. Just brilliant, great interview. I actually just need to listen to the, the tail end of it, but honestly, fantastic work. And uh, yeah, brilliant. Okay, what else? um, oh, yeah, still plugging what's for dinner uh, I'm trying to cook more and eat healthily due to half marathon training, which I've bored you all to tears with already. it's uh well, I went for a uh uh what was it? probably eight, nine K yesterday, but me being the silly person that I am. So instead of kind of doing what would have been sensible and turning round halfway through this run or doing a loop also would have been a smart move. I ran all the way out from where I live to, uh, this place called Casa de Guia, which is kind of a, I suppose it's sort of a, a set of restaurants and shops. That's quite away from home. Well, it's sort of, I suppose, yeah, I ended up nine kilometers out pretty much well yeah nine kilometers out and then realized oh my run's finished i've now got to walk back again so I then i had to turn around and walk from my end point all the way home uh by which point it was quite dark my hands were completely numb because it does get quite cold at night on the atlantic coast uh so yeah that wasn't very sensible but uh other than that the training's going well and tonight to fuel that training I'm going for sweet potato and spinach curry but just to be awkward I'm going to roast my sweet potatoes in my spice mix first just to see if it enhances the curry in any way it probably won't but we'll give it a crack why not I mean chances are I will report back to you that this was a a waste of time and I should have just chopped them up and chucked them in the curry but I'm willing to try these things. I'm willing to try these things so you don't have to. So that's it on the weekly catch up. Um on to more important matters. So when we come back after the news I'm going to chat to you about all things CPD. So I will see you in a few.
2: Follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Or join a free briefing by visiting littlewonderlettersandsounds.org.uk.
0: Whatever learning looks like this year, bring lessons to life with Nearpod, an exciting new addition to the Renaissance family. Nearpod offers real-time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos, gamification, and activities, all in a single, easy-to-use platform. To help kickstart the new year, we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the uk and ireland full free access to nearpod for the whole spring term so no matter what 2022 brings nearpod makes switching between in class and remote teaching simple visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash nearpod and sign up for your free trial today
2: if you're listening to this then we know we share one thing in common a passion wwwwitherslackgroupcouk forward slash careers and be part of our future
0: this is teachers talk radio and this is teachers talk radio news with gail glenn
3: in wales a cross-party senate committee report has said 38% of councils do not have enough childcare for disabled children anywhere in their area. The government in Wales has said that work is underway to expand funding. Mags, a mother of a seven-year-old with autism, told BBC Politics Wales that multiple settings have told her that they could not provide the care he needed and she struggled to find funding. She said, I've got comments of this is not the right setting for him, or this is not the right setup for your child. It is a constant struggle to feel like you are doing the best for your child. The Welsh Government said We provide more than 1.5 million a year in support of children with additional needs within the childcare offer, and grants of up to 10,000 are available to make settings accessible. This year, we have also allocated 5 million for local authorities to create accessible play opportunities. In Scotland, the Education Secretary, Shirley Ann Somerville, has been asked to explain how exams can be held fairly following the news that one in eight pupils were absent from school last week. There were 32,000 pupils absent from school for COVID-related reasons in Scotland on Wednesday. Nearly 2,500 teachers were also absent from work. Ms Somerville has said that she will provide extra support for pupils who have missed school, but exams will go ahead. National fives and hires in the spring will only be cancelled if COVID makes it impossible for pupils to gather in exam rooms. Larry Flanagan of the EIS Teachers' Union said it was essential that students were treated fairly and not disadvantaged by COVID isolation. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
0: This is Two Minute Tech with
4: Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, as we approach Safe Internet Day next week, it's the 8th of February, if you didn't know, I'm going to take a look at keeping yourself safe as a teacher. I'm not going to go into your digital footprint or how you use social media, that's been covered in your safeguarding training no doubt, and should be common sense. There is, however, a real grey area when it comes to teachers and using their phones in school. Before I start, all schools should have a policy on mobile phones, and you should have read it. I suggest, if you're not sure what it is, then you find out. There is DFE guidance for searching, screening and confiscating for pupils, for staff, Policies in schools range from SLT having different rules to other staff so they can be contacted to phones must be switched off or on silence when pupils are present. Some are even introducing a smartwatch policy as they become increasingly more popular. The first step to keeping yourself safe is to make sure you know what is expected in your school as it's the individual schools that decide and there is no official guidance. The next step is a choice. Images, still or moving, are a great way to evidence work and to feedback to pupils. If your policy allows it, using your phone is the simplest way, as it's always with you. To give a real example a PE teacher at a match doesn't need to remember to take the school camera and probably has a better camera on their phone anyway. But here's the dilemma. Should teachers have pictures of children on their personal phones? Again school policy will dictate this and parents will have signed a form saying they give permission or not so you're covered to take the picture but the question still stands should it be done on a personal device? This is where I feel the need to keep ourselves safe lies. How long do you keep the images on your phone? Are they automatically backed up into your personal cloud? How do you transfer from your device to the school storage? What if your phone's lost or stolen? I'm not here to provide an answer. I just want you to think about keeping yourself safe. If you take images on a school device, you avoid all of these issues. It may be a little more effort, but in the rare event of an allegation, it's a lot simpler to investigate. Please think about your use of personal devices in school, and if your policy isn't keeping up with what you're doing, consider raising it. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2020 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods, and that's was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio.
1: As always, wise words there from uh, Two Minute Tech and from Steve. Uh, Welcome back. You're with me, Lucy Newberger, on Tuesday's Twilight Show. And actually, Two Minute Tech has given me uh, some things to to think about because we, uh, at my school, we... Uh, communicate via Google chat. And all this is done through phones, and we have them on us at at all times. And obviously, the, you know, the the head teacher has said, you know, try and keep phones kind of not, you know, you're not going to sit in a lesson scrolling through through Google chat, certainly not, but just kind of keep an eye on it. And of course, we use it if someone's kind of late for duty we might send a quick note i mean it's such a it's such a difficult one but in terms of photos no i i'm i'm with i'm with the school school devices i think are are definitely the way the way forward and i think that should just be policy going forward it's just it's it's safer for all involved really anyway moving on to tonight's show so I think I mentioned in the intro that I wanted to do a kind of all-encompassing uh, show about CPD, and with the time we have, we'll see, we'll see how far we get and with people jumping in as well. Oh, I've just realized I've missed a comment about a toilet gate. Uh, Laura Dickey has said uh, we had to sign in and out when I used to um when I used to work uh, oh, when I used to work in teaching, I'm guessing that means for toilets because of messing around. Ah, fair enough. That makes sense um anyway I'm, I'm going to stop digressing and i'm actually going to get on with the show i promise so yeah so i wanted to do something about cpd in general and then as i said before i kind of went i went on my little research mission and well here's what came out of it and let's uh let's have a chat let's have people chipping in and out and let me know what you think so i this came from as a lot of my shows do a sort of personal personal story, personal experience. And uh, so we were recently asked to to sign up by our head teacher to sign up to deliver CPD to colleagues uh, just as part of the whole wider CPD approach. And we were asked to either do 15, 30 or 60 minutes on something, something to do with teaching, whether it was you know a book we've read, training we've done, something linked to teaching, something to do with our practice that we really... Uh, think is great etc so there was no there was sort of there was a a brief but not a brief and I thought okay great no problem I can get up in front of my in front of my colleagues and do that but oh gosh what what do I actually talk about I've not had any CPD and I don't know about you for about two years Uh, and obviously we know the reasons for that um and uh you know If I'm not going to talk about trading that I've done, what on earth am I going to impart on my fellow teachers? You know, do I just say, hello, I'm Lucy. I spend most of the day trying to shoehorn year five into working, and in my spare time, I cook, run, and host a radio show that often deviates wildly from the proposed subject matter. (laughs) Um, Oh, someone was just asking what CPD is. Yes, continue professional development. I probably should have said that. Um, See, this is, I think, the on a side note the the kind of habit that we as teachers get into we have lots of of abbreviations and acronyms for things and uh you know we use them kind of sort of particularly in education environments and in teachers talk radio as well and we forget that actually some people listening or people we're talking to haven't idea what we're saying and i'm sure this is true in medical circles in police circles in other things i mean i have a friend who's a, a police officer and she'll mention things to me in her in her text and i'll just text back what i have what i have no idea what you're saying and you forget you forget that uh, you're talking to to people outside of the profession as well i should say so sorry about the confusion there um I beg the host to tell us explicitly. Continue professional develop, development, gnome. So uh, I hope I hope that helps. <laughs> so um, where have I got to? Sorry, we we deviated uh, wildly there. Um, now, oh, I've lost my spot. Where did we get to? Ah, okay yeah sorry I've written many many notes on this this is why I had to pause just then because I do that thing and I don't know if any of my other hosts do this where I just kind of do a bit of a brain dump uh before my shows where I just kind of write a lot of stuff down I kind of give myself little notes and things like that and then a bit like doctors I end up not being able to read my own handwriting and of course your notes are absolutely no use to you if you can't read your own handwriting so there we go. And um, Tom Rogers is laughing at me as well. I don't know if he does this too. He's far too much of a pro for that. So here we go. Um... We know that CPD is important for a variety of reasons. We know that we need to stay on top of the curriculum. We know that we need to read around our subjects if we're secondary teachers, primary teachers need to do this as well. We know we need to avoid getting stuck in a rut with teaching methods. And we know that learning from others around us are very important, very necessary things. Um, and teachers on Twitter have shared some very inspirational courses that they have been on that I will come back to. Um, and. know it's it's vital that we continue to grow whatever profession we are in oh mrs sorcher has just said to me this is me looking back on notes i've made in observations that does make me feel better i'm not the only one so when i started delving into cpd i was like well okay why why do we do this and so this is where my research trail started to lead me so this is from cpduk.co.uk And they suggest that the importance of CBD comes from, you know, you need to make sure that it's relevant to your career, that it's able to support the development of your knowledge and expertise, planned, executed, recorded, and evaluated, goodness me, to demonstrate the impact on you and your role, and varied, because we need to recognize that individuals will have differing access to resources and to activities that support their own professional journey. Now, of course, that's true, because, you know, We need to make sure that, you know, if I want to develop my maths teaching and if I want to enhance that and be able to leave the school in that, then that's going to be more beneficial to me than going on a talk for writing course. It's, you know, it's kind of making sure that we're doing the right things. Having said that maybe you know i mean and certainly in secondary teachers maybe sometimes it would be useful to go and sit in on other subjects and i'm sure some of you do to see how that's done and to see how how it goes and you know what what how they're teaching because it might be that you learn something from that i don't know i'd like to know your thoughts on that okay what else have we got what else have we got let's have a look Keep losing my place today. This is not going well, is it? It's not going well at all. Anyway, we'll press on. We'll keep going. So from there, once we establish kind of why why CPD is important, why we need it, then I suppose the next question I wanted to look at was, well, whose responsibility is it? Whose responsibility is CPD? Now some would say, well, Lucy, what what do you mean? surely it's our own responsibility and yes i think so i think it's to a large extent it is up to us to recognize you know where we might need uh, help or support or where we might need to do a bit of extra learning but then does that begin and end with us i don't know is it okay right well i want to do this and you go to your you go to your slt and you say okay this is what i want to do and sometimes it kind of gets lost in the mix doesn't it certainly in more recent times it's kind of oh well you know i'd really like to i'd really like to go and do white rose maths i'd really like to go and do this that and the other and you mention it in passing and then it doesn't get followed up does it or unless you put it in an email or unless you kind of fight for these things we don't get them do we and the truth of the matter is is that we need to push a bit we need to we need to kind of drive forward a bit on our on our cpd we do need to go and say to senior management and okay In the current climate, it might be that it has to go on the back burner. It might be that you have to wait a while. But the truth is, is that SLT and schools can't facilitate things they don't know about. They can't, they're not inside your head. And I know that we kind of, (laughs) particularly on this show, we do, you know, I do, and I've had whinges about SLT. And I know people have mentioned, oh, you know, we like to complain about them being at fault for a variety of reasons. And sometimes they are and sometimes they are not but we do need to be our own advocates in this case and we do need to kind of drive forward and say okay you know I really want to do this here is how it's almost like a pitch I mean I used to work in advertising before teaching sometimes you do actually have to go with a with a PowerPoint presentation and say this is what I want to go and learn this is how I'm going to present it to my fellow teachers and this is a kind of where i'm looking for the impact you know the impact i'm looking for it to have and once i've done this you know i'll come back to teachers and ask them about the impact and then you know hopefully in future teachers can go on the same course or from there we can decide where we need to to go next but i do think that it is so so important that we drive it forward ourselves Um, now of course covid dramatically altered the way cpd is delivered. It, it changed everything. And I think that, you know, well, of course, gone were the days that you would go on a jolly. Uh, I mean, I say a jolly, I don't know what your experiences are. But the, the CPD I've always done in person has always been in some rubbish hotel, in some rubbish town. Uh, off a of motorway, in a in a I don't know, like a not even a premier inn because actually I quite like a premier inn, <laughs> but just in these awful grotty buildings in some kind of back room where the tech doesn't really work, and and you go and uh, and it's kind of okay, you know I'll, I'll I'll suffer through this, and I've been to some great ones and I've been to some to some terrible ones and I'm sure you all have too, but don't you miss it now? don't you miss the kind of tepid coffee and the sort of, you know, slightly dry atmosphere and and the forced working together, you know, you'd be with, uh, you'd often be with teachers uh, from, from different schools who were there, maybe voluntarily, maybe under duress, I don't know, and you were kind of forced together to discuss things or you had to, I don't know, do icebreaker games first, oh, wasn't it cringe, but there is honestly a part of me that truly, truly misses that, truly misses actually, you know. And it's almost, you know, that that excuse for kind of a day out, day release. It was, kind, it was brilliant. You know, you, you got out of doing whatever it is you were doing at school. And okay, it might be that it wasn't the most thrilling course you wanted to go on, but it meant an escape. And it meant that you didn't have to go back afterwards. You could go straight home and things like that. Oh, the joy. And I do actually miss it. but um. Of course, now we've got a situation where uh, a lot of courses have gone online. I know I've done, I've done some uh, online and that's great to a degree, isn't it? It's great that actually from the comfort of your own home, there's certain CPD you can do. You can, you can listen to whoever it is. You can do the quizzes. I mean, I've certainly done um, a lot of my safeguarding courses online now. I, know, uh, I don't know how many of you are familiar with, with Educare. But all that's done online, done through quiz questions, and you get a nice certificate, digital or printed, should you want to print it. Um, but of course, you know, I, as I said before, online is great, and in in COVID, we really had no choice if we were going to do any kind of professional development. Then that's that's what we had to do. We had to we had to go online, and it was really really tough. It was really tough, and I do. I really. I I'll say it again. I do. I missed. I missed those interactions, and I missed the way you would bounce off other people in a room. It's not the same when you're sitting there online, either by yourself and on a Zoom call. You don't get that that same energy. But I suppose it's it's that age old thing of you. You don't know what you have until it's gone. <laughs> I mean, that's. And I and I think more and more, sadly. Uh, that we're going to be looking at at online CPD or situations where uh, only one of you gets to go or two of you gets to go and uh, feedback to everybody else. And I know that prior to COVID, there were there were schools doing that where one or two or three people would go and then you'd have a staff meeting where they'd feed where they'd feed back. I always felt a little bit cheated by that, Um, maybe because When I was still in the UK, I was an early careers teacher, um, still quite early on, so it wasn't necessarily a priority for me to to be the one going on courses and feeding back to people. But actually, I think that there are cases for the less experienced to go, because how else do you learn? How else do you kind of get the opportunity to stand up in a staff meeting and say, right, okay, this is what I learned. Yes, I might be a young, new teacher, but actually here's what you can learn from me. Imagine what a great thing that would be, and I do think that there are certainly opportunities for ECTS to to be able to do that. And I hope that there are, and I'm sure there are schools out there who are offering that and who are making. I mean, it's uh, I suppose you know the argument is if you can stand up in front of in, in front of a class and be you know on your feet and think on your feet, then why can't you do it in front of adults? Although I would argue that we are a tough crowd. As teachers, because let's face it, when we've done CPD in the past or been in staff meetings and you've had someone come in, an external trainer, whoever it is, oh, didn't you just feel for them? I know I did, because you're sitting there at the end of a day, you've had. A day like i've had where you've tried to stop children suffocating themselves you've had bog roll on the ceiling you've had goodness knows what going on and some fresh-faced lovely person has taken time out to come and deliver whatever it is to you and you are sitting there uh i say i say the universal you this is probably not reflective or indicative of all of you but i know that there have definitely it's definitely been me on occasions where you're sitting there like a sack of potatoes with your with your cup of tea in hand just thinking Oh my gosh, I would rather be anywhere else. Like, why now? Why does it have to be in staff meeting time? Because of course there is no other time. You know, a lot of the time they can't schools can't justify, and particularly at the moment, they're finding it very difficult to justify you doing anything other than teach your class and maybe five or six others at the same time in corridors because half the staff in the schools are missing. I'm aware this is turning very ranty. I need to need to take it down a peg, but am i wrong i don't think i am so i don't know um what else so i think also covid going back to and i know i'll keep mentioning it i'm sorry i'm sorry but it's it's just fact so covid i think also exposed gaps in many teachers understanding of tech so not only did we get cpd taken away from us in the traditional sense and we had to you know make do in different ways. We also found that the whole situation exacerbated gaps we never really knew we had because we didn't have to really prior to that. Um teachers' understanding of tech and on the online world. Now I don't know. I don't even think you can really put an age on this. Although, I mean the theme certainly in my school was that how do I put this without offending the masses? The you know the younger generation of teachers were more able to kind of get on board with the whole zoom side of things Uh, google classroom seesaw class dojo whatever it was and it was the the older teachers who did need that support because there was no training at the time we were just chucked in and you had to make it happen and it's only really in the wake of this and with blended learning increasingly becoming more widespread that schools are kind of waking up to the fact that they need to ensure teachers are comfortable with what they're being asked to do. And arguably, I think, and I'm probably going to get shot down in flames for this as well, that this should become part of teacher training. Oh, pause for effect. Um, but side note, and I will will caveat what I've just said, uh, you know, I, time and time again, come back to teacher training and to what should be included. And honestly, the list gets longer every week and every time I do a show. And I feel like at the rate that I'm going, it's going to be up there with medicine and dentistry as a a five-year course with all these little bits and bobs that I want to include. But I do think with the, you know, with the fact that we do, I mean, I certainly, and I don't know what your COVID policies are in your schools, but if a, we have a situation where if a child is having to isolate at home because their parents have tested positive, that's the only time we send online work. If they tested positive, then they're off sick. If they're, you know, off sick, they're off sick. And and that's that. But I know of schools where they are now just preparing themselves in advance where they're putting all their lessons online just as a a part of their planning, just as part of a kind of day-to-day thing. But that requires, you know, all the uploading of files and understanding what programs work online and how you can use things like Google Slides instead of PowerPoint. All this, and I'm talking about it because it's second nature to me now, but all of this, I had to learn it. It didn't just come to me one day. I had to learn it, but because I've grown up with it, and because it's been part of my my life, for, well, since I was very small it's it's very easy for me to kind of adapt into that but then maybe that's where maybe that's where my my CPD for my colleagues comes in um, although i think one of one of my other colleagues has picked me to the post on this but you know to actually say look this is not scary there is it is actually very simple if you if you're shown how to do things but i think there is a, a sort of slapdash aspect to this as well where there are teachers who are getting left behind, and they are finding it stressful because they don't understand it, and it's not been part of their world, and so they they've kind of got through it over the last couple of years, but they haven't really had anyone have the time to sit down with them and say, "Look, I'm going to debunk this for you, and I'm going to make sure that it's not that it's not scary for you." And I think that, and certainly when I was doing my my research as well and I was looking into uh, other bits and pieces, the, the, there were a lot of articles. Uh, I found one from um, National Math, it's American, uh, Science and Science Initiative that, that states that actually this understanding of tech is, is so important. And it says that although many teachers now do feel like pros, um, most had to learn to maneuver remote teaching on the fly absolutely which is what we just said so while teachers may be used to working with tech now it can still be challenging for those working with the most vulnerable students because of course that was an aspect as well and things do have to be adapted for children with additional needs because it's not going to work in the same way that it does for for children who don't have additional needs um, and ongoing professional development can introduce teachers to more efficient tools address pain points and make technology a welcome enhancement to instruction, rather than a hurdle to overcome. Which is exactly what needs to happen in order for us to move forward in a more kind of technological way and. I sat in a staff meeting recently where the the head teacher said, you know, I want to move towards doing more things on laptops, on computers, Um, eventually, you know, not going entirely paperless, but certainly a drive towards that. And of course, you know, there were many of us in the room that didn't even flinch flinch when we heard that. That's kind of, you know, the way we see things going, whether you agree with it or not, it's kind of part and parcel of where we are today now there are some lunatics out there like me who still handwrite notes that they can't read but if you know if i had any sense about me at all i'd type them into my phone or onto my ipad which is you know what's what's going to happen with these with these children that we're teaching so it's vital that we're able to to facilitate that um and so that was yeah that was an interesting an interesting finding but of course you know we we can do all these things, can't we? We can, we can learn more, we can take on more, we can, we can develop our technological knowledge and we can kind of try and do all these things, but wait, we're walking back now in the wake of COVID into very different schools than two years ago, okay? There are still COVID protocols in place. i said the word again, didn't I? staff are continually absent and again this is not our fault. you know how i feel about teacher martyrdom you know that i've i've talked again and again about mental health about well-being and things like that staff absence is not our fault okay if we you know if you test positive for covid or you're off with stress or whatever it is that's just how it is okay uh of course the other side of this as well that we've got is trying to keep track of pupils who are off. Now, I don't know about you, and I think I tweeted about this earlier in the week. I've got, and again, I'm sure this is true for many, many of you listening to this. I've got, you know, they're in, out, up, down. I I cannot, I cannot, and if you have a way of doing this, please share it with me. I cannot keep track of who's been uh, in, who's been out, when they came back. And so playing catch up is an absolute nightmare. I don't have a TA or LSA in class with me to kind of take groups off and do catch up. I am literally running, and I know, tiny violin, because a lot of you do this too. But uh, I'm running a one woman show. So how do you, and this is, I suppose, a, a tangent that we're going off on, but it's, it's, it's a worthwhile one, I think. How, at what point do you say, actually, sorry, kids, you've just got to slot back in and, you know, kind of try and catch up the best you can because I truly do not have the time to to sit with you yes I can kind of give up bits of break and lunch here and there and I'll do what I can for you and I appreciate that it's not your fault that you're off because if you you know if you if you catch covid or if you're at home isolating with with a parent yes I've sent you some online work and in that case but you know you've not had me there to, to have the input so it's not the same thing at what point do you just say, do you know what? You just gotta keep calm and carry on. I'd be interested to know anybody's thoughts on that because at the moment I'm kind of doing that awful thing where I'm just kind of plowing on through because I don't, with people coming, coming back, I've still got, I think, a uh, one-off with COVID. Um, I've had, uh, I've got uh, a couple off for for Chinese New Year, which is absolutely their right to do, You know, their right to celebrate. But it's kind of, I just, what, I, I don't know what they've missed, what they haven't missed. And it's, it's very difficult as well for, for the intervention teachers as well. I've got an EAL teacher at school who's constantly coming to me saying, oh, is so-and-so absent, is so-and-so absent? And I'm thinking, yes, they are. I don't know when they're coming back. I don't know when they were last in. And it's just a bit all over the show. And uh, stress levels are off the scale. And it's just an absolute nightmare really isn't it I mean trying to kind of level out and I think this is again why January is so stressful has been particularly stressful this time around because you had Christmas and you sort of thought okay just about reset just about ready to begin again and then before you know it it's just absolute chaos again and it's it's like you 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 never stopped so i i do think that in amongst all of this trying to keep track at the moment if you are managing to and you are on top of it you are clearly a better teacher than i am (laughs) so i admire you for that but what I'm trying to get to in amongst all of this CPD things, yes, okay, we've talked about the fact that we need to uh, be our own advocates and you know keep on at SLT for the things we want to do. We know that there are gaps that need to be filled in terms of our tech knowledge and things like that. And you read and I've honestly, and I'll post these in my show notes, there's article after article that talks about what we need to be doing to keep up how we need to be filling the gaps in our knowledge how we need to make sure that we are driving ourselves forward That particularly in the wake of COVID. It's really important that we are still despite trying to stop everything from burning down around us that we need to make sure we are continuing to develop our careers note the heavy hint of sarcasm in my voice that we're still absolutely top of our game and that's great and yes to a degree I understand that because we are in a profession where we do need to be doing that yeah great fine but where is the well-being in all of this okay where is making sure that the teachers are okay all right because I've heard a lot about, and again, it's absolutely true about how student mental health or pupil mental health has suffered in all of this, and yes, it has, and I'm not taking away from that and we i think for for years to come are going to see the impact that children being in and out of school is going to have, whether they are very, very small or whether they're you know towards the end of their compulsory education, and I can definitely see. From the behavior in my class the effects that this is already having on them in terms of just being able to be in the same room without squawking across the room at each other they've forgotten and i've said this time and time again they've forgotten how to be around each other they have got a situation where you know they didn't socialize for huge periods of time so of course they don't know how to be around each other they were I mean, despite the fact they had to turn up for online lessons, they were essentially under their own steam. So when they've got a lot of them uh, had a lot of the kids I teach had situations where their parents were working or doing something else. So they were they were just left to it. And so there was no one really on them to uh, to make them work, to kind of drive them forward and say, come on, come on. You know, little Johnny, little Daisy, whoever you are, let's you know, let's get going. So trying to get them. And as I mentioned at the start of my show, trying to get to instill any kind of oomph is difficult. And I, I get it because when you haven't had that, of course, to then go back to that, and particularly in certain areas of education, I mean, in upper key stage two, the curriculum is tough. There's a lot there. It's There's a lot we have to get through. And so, you know, it's it's kind of that, that sort of, uh, trying to find that balance between making sure they're okay and trying to get through all these things and meeting all these targets you have to meet because nothing's changed has it we still have to hit the targets we still have to get there but we're not really kind of you know dealing with the major fallouts of of what's gone on or, or the mental health impact but that's them and then there's us which although it goes hand in hand it's it's a different thing as well and you know I don't want to describe us as, you know, being broken or being because we're not we're, you know, we're stronger than that. But some of us are just a bit done in. And if we're done in, and we're struggling, how on earth can we be expected to support pupils who are struggling? Okay, it's that that trickle down effect, isn't it? It's, you know, we we cannot be there and we cannot step in for them and advocate for them and be there for them if we are completely checked out ourselves. And yet we're still getting it in the ear from all angles, from all angles, whether it's parents, whether it's SLT who are getting their pressure from elsewhere, it's all, all coming down on us. And that's, you know, and that's why I kind of wanted to do this, this session this evening, that's why I wanted to kind of talk about this. And again, there are articles that came up um and i'll put these in my show notes as well where they talk about this as well and it's it's important that we you know that we do push this forward and that that well-being agenda which as i've said before so often gets forgotten about and there's an article in schools week i'm just trying to find the bit they were talking about um where is it ah so it's yeah it's uh important to allow teachers i'm just kind of paraphrasing here to give them that opportunity to step away and to do sort of different kinds of continued professional development different things that allow them to just actually go away from the classroom for a bit rediscover why they love teaching and then come back whether it is mental health and well-being if it is something subject related then okay great but give them the space and the capacity to do that because that is so vital in order to retain teachers in this profession and in order to keep us moving forward. We're not just gonna be able to keep going. We're not just gonna be able to keep pushing forward. We will run out of steam because we are human. And I think this so often gets forgotten. And uh, there's another article here that I've got from TES that said, could well-being be a core part of CPD post COVID? And I almost think that saying could it, no it should, it absolutely should, and colleagues have the talent, um, colleagues, colleges have the talent to tackle stress and improve well-being, but they don't have the time or the resources, so this is talking about sort of slightly, um, you know, higher uh, higher education, um, and it's just uh, saying that, you know, more than ever we're, we're Uh, we're working uh, more overtime and that we're just burning ourselves out and that we need to focus more on ourselves and we need to make sure that we're okay and that we're taking time out and that we are putting our hands up when we need help and now more than ever this is crucial because we are trying to cover other colleagues we are trying to hold our schools up I mean it almost feels like you've got the entire weight of the world on you but at some point it does have to be about us because schools let's face it are only as good as their teachers and we know this and that's not tooting our own horns is it that's not us saying oh well you know without us they're nothing it's actually a fact without us they are nothing so you know it's it's really i think that you know i certainly and certainly when um i know another one of my colleagues is very keen to do some cpd for for the rest of the school about well-being and about mental health because we just we, we, we don't talk about it it doesn't come up and it's really really sad and that's in part why i asked people on twitter about their dream cpd and actually people did come back to me and say uh, and talked about things to do mostly with teaching actually and um zoe laura said to me she said good cpd should challenge something you already have knowledge on Extend that knowledge and provide you with necessary tools to take it back into your teaching and management to use with confidence. It should always upskill you. Okay, and I think that mental health CPD could definitely do that as well. Let's see what else did I get. I've got some really, really good responses. Sorry, just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Um. Oh, another one from from Zoe Laura as well, said that she was very fortunate to undertake a lot of amazing CPD with We Teach Drama, Lighting and Stage Design, and directing, um, and um, Burkhoff artaud I probably murdered that pronunciation, um, and attending a free webinar with them on Saturday too. Um, She did also Cambridge University script writing, but that wasn't through school. Now, as I said, part of the reason I wanted to kind of talk about this was to also kind of introduce the idea of sort of fantasy CPD as well, because for me, I think that we so often associate professional development with subjects, with subject learning, with things that we need to do that directly link to school. But I do also think, and (laughs) you know, it'd be very difficult to get I think head teachers to buy into this primarily because they don't have uh the budget for it a lot of the time, and also I think you'd be in danger of things getting more and more ridiculous um I don't think you can necessarily justify school um I don't know off the top of my head uh school paying for you to get your pilot's license or your helicopter license or whatever it is um but I just for the fun of it wanted to see what people would come up with in terms of things that maybe aren't directly related to school but could somehow you could in in an ideal world sway sway your head teacher to pay for and my one was i'd like to go to a patisserie school in france and i believe this would spark my creativity which i could then channel into visionary curriculum planning so uh, if my head teacher is listening which i don't think he is but if he were listening i'd love to be able to go and you know perfect my my title or citron or something like that so and i do think that that really could benefit me so if you have any ideas of fantasy cpd that you would like to do and like to try and convince your head teacher to send you on do let me know uh, anybody listening you are welcome to chip in at at any point uh, i'd love to hear from you on that because i think it's so important as well to make sure that we're not letting the creative parts of us Sort of disappear as well because all these things all these aspects to us and these facets to us are things we can bring to teaching and i think that if we don't practice them in inverted commas or we don't make time for them or we don't enhance those skills then if that part of us sort of disappears i feel like you're not the the full teacher you could be it takes a, a kind of a whole personality and a whole self to be able to do what we do on a daily basis and without those outlets that ceases to be and i don't know about you but without things like the running and the cooking that i do in my spare time and i used to blog as well And i keep saying to myself that i'm going to continue blogging and i have thus far failed to do so. So if you uh, see me hanging about on Twitter, chatting nonsense, remind me that I did say on the show that I do plan to start my blog up again. Because, you know, without without these things, I just, I I think it would be a really, really sad, sad state of affairs. So anyone out there who wants to tell me what their ideal CPD would be, you can chip in at any point, We're very quiet this evening, which is uh, interesting. But uh, maybe maybe people are shy. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, of course, you know, there are always going to be limits as to what schools can facilitate for you. As we said, you know, it's it's only so much they can do. And of course, they they need to see that direct impact. They need to be able to measure a lot of the time what it is you've gone on. And, and rightly so, but I also I also think that there is space to maybe do things with your colleagues as well. That's the other thing I think as well, and it's not necessarily, and I can see some of you sort of cringing or hear some of you cringing rather because no one likes forced fun, they don't. But I think there is definitely space, even in COVID times to be doing things with our colleagues as well that aren't just hardcore school related things. right there is that space to and I'm not just talking about going to the pub and having a few drinks with each other which you know we should be doing as well hopefully when things open up a bit that we can do more of that but things things together where we are doing cooking classes or we are doing something like that because it's it's so 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 important and I know I've gone on about this and I've waxed lyrical for the last you know five ten minutes but I just feel that these are the things we're missing out on. And these are the things that we need to bring back or introduce just to kind of make us alive again. Not that we're dead inside, or well, maybe I am, I don't know. But just to kind of bring, bring teaching back to, to what it was pre-COVID, because I feel that there will be, we can, we can sort of hide behind it for a time. We can, we kind of make excuses and yes you know there are ways around it there are things like the online seminars that we can do but it's i don't think those will ever act as a replacement for in-person activities in-person cpd creative approaches to things but who knows and it'll be interesting to see as we go forward um, how things how things play out so that's my thoughts on cpd Uh, After another quick news break, we will come back and we will conclude this show and I will tell you what is coming up after me.
0: This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you, too, through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.wetheslackgroup.co.uk to find out more.
2: Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you
0: Whatever learning looks like this year, bring lessons to life with Nearpod. An exciting new addition to the Renaissance family, Nearpod offers real-time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos, gamification and activities, all in a single, easy-to-use platform. To help kickstart the new year, we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the UK and Ireland full free access to nearpod for the whole spring term so no matter what 2022 brings nearpod makes switching between in-class and remote teaching simple visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash nearpod and sign up for your free trial today
2: if you're listening to this then we know we share one thing in common a passion www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future.
0: This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
3: In Wales, a cross-party Senate committee report has said 38% of councils do not have enough childcare for disabled children anywhere in their area. The government in Wales has said that work is underway to expand funding. Mags, a mother of a seven-year-old with autism, told BBC Politics Wales that multiple settings have told her that they could not provide the care he needed and she struggled to find funding. She said I've got comments of this is not the right setting for him, or this is not the right setup for your child. It is a constant struggle to feel that like you are doing the best for your child. The Welsh Government said We provide more than 1.5 million a year in support of children with additional needs within the childcare offer, and grants of up to 10,000 are available to make settings accessible. This year, we have also allocated 5 million for local authorities to create accessible play opportunities. In Scotland, the Education Secretary, Shirley Ann Somerville, has been asked to explain how exams can be held fairly following the news one in eight pupils were absent from school last week. There were 32,000 pupils absent from school for COVID-related reasons in Scotland on Wednesday. Nearly 2,500 teachers were also absent from work. Ms Somerville has said that she will provide extra support for pupils who have missed school, but exams will go ahead. National fives and highers in the spring will only be cancelled if COVID makes it impossible for pupils to gather in exam rooms. Larry Flanagan of the EIS Teachers Union said it was essential that students were treated fairly and not disadvantaged by COVID isolation. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
0: This is
4: Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, as we approach Safe Internet Day next week, it's the 8th of February, if you didn't know, I'm going to take a look at keeping yourself safe as a teacher. I'm not going to go into your digital footprint or how you use social media, that's been covered in your safeguarding training no doubt, and should be common sense. There is, however, a real grey area when it comes to teachers and using their phones in school. Before I start, all schools should have a policy on mobile phones, and you should have read it. I suggest, if you're not sure what it is, then you find out. There is DFE guidance for searching, screening and confiscating for pupils, for staff, Policies in schools range from SLT having different rules to other staff so they can be contacted to phones must be switched off or on silence when pupils are present. Some are even introducing a smartwatch policy as they become increasingly more popular. The first step to keeping yourself safe is to make sure you know what is expected in your school as it's the individual schools that decide and there is no official guidance. The next step is a choice. Images, still or moving, are a great way to evidence work and to feedback to pupils. If your policy allows it, using your phone is the simplest way, as it's always with you. To give a real example a PE teacher at a match doesn't need to remember to take the school camera and probably has a better camera on their phone anyway. But here's the dilemma. Should teachers have pictures of children on their personal phones? Again school policy will dictate this and parents will have signed a form saying they give permission or not so you're covered to take the picture but the question still stands should it be done on a personal device? This is where I feel the need to keep ourselves safe lies. How long do you keep the images on your phone? Are they automatically backed up into your personal cloud? How do you transfer from your device to the school storage. What if your phone's lost or stolen? I'm not here to provide an answer. I just want you to think about keeping yourself safe. If you take images on a school device, you avoid all of these issues. It may be a little more effort, But in the rare event of an allegation, it's a lot simpler to investigate. Please think about your use of personal devices in school. And if your policy isn't keeping up with what you're doing, consider raising it. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2020 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech.
0: Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers
1: Talk Radio. Good evening. You're with me, Lucy Newberger, on Tuesday's Twilight Show. We've done a very, I don't think I drew breath um, through that entire tour through CPD, and I appreciate it was very brief in parts. but uh, I wanted to kind of get everything in that I'd written down, uh, well, the notes that I could read at least, <laughs> and I think we got through, we got through most of it. But I think the, the takeaway from all of this is that Most of it, we already know. Yes, we are in a profession that continually requires us to be top of our game and making sure that we are developing all the time so that we can, well, not necessarily so we can just be promoted or get other jobs, but so we can be the best version of ourselves and be the best teachers we can be. But I think in the wake of of everything that's gone on in the last couple of years, uh, we need to make sure that there is a, a well-being element to that, that we are not being taught how to look after ourselves i don't think that's that's what we're getting at it's more that we uh are given the time and the capacity to make sure we're we're able to do that that we are also allowed to do things and given time to do things that are not necessarily directly related to teaching but that allow us to again come back and do what we do best so uh what i will do is i will make sure that all my Uh, random little bits of research will go into my show notes because some of them are quite wordy but uh, I think it'll explain in a little bit more detail kind of what I've been getting at uh, from sort of all aspects of this show so you can definitely read those at your leisure Um, I've just actually been informed by my my best friend she's normally more punctual as you know I say she's more punctual than this. She actually did text me on time and I didn't read it. So more for me, she is having mushroom risotto for dinner, uh, which she's been trying to get me to like for years, but I'm not a risotto fan. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I'm also not a rice pudding fan. I think that is a, a leftover trauma from, from school days. But then I truly believe that actually nobody likes rice pudding. And it was one of these things that was forced on us by schools because it was cheap and easy to make and I think it is absolutely revolting, along with things like tapioca pudding and semolina. But weirdly, I am the kind of pretentious person that does like chia pudding. So I don't know where that places me in the in the realms of of weirdness um i'm actually going to make some cheer pudding for for breakfast um at some point this week although i say that i've made a batch i actually also made a batch of um joe wicks's kind of porridge muffin things with blueberries in that are sustaining me quite well at the moment so you know i do think actually at some point i am gonna have to do an episode related to food in some way shape or form i'm gonna have to uh create that and find a way to make it relevant for an entire episode so if you have any ideas do let me know because i feel i talk um an awful lot about about food and it's how it features in my life and my friends lives so there must be scope for me to do something like that but anyway i digress once again yes i will definitely post my show notes and i will definitely make sure that you're able to read all the things that i spent time researching as well Um, what you've got to look forward to next after me is the wonderful libby isaac who is talking to kate thornton bowsfield and who's the other one danny burton about youth sport uh, and the youth sport trust again so important because we need to get back children children back together we need to be playing team sport although uh i was absolutely allergic to team sport in in primary school but that was due to a horrendous lack of hand-eye coordination but the whole team spirit aspect and children working together is so 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 important so i'm looking forward to, to hearing that and i will be back with you next week to talk about something else but uh, if you have anything that you would like me to discuss or go into one of my lovely little uh, research research holes about do let me know whether it's food related or not i'm open to all sorts of ideas uh, and i would love to hear from you because honestly I I go through phases of having fantastic inspiration and phases of not. So please do tweet me. I'm at Lucy New. So that's L-U-C-E-E-N-E-U because I thought I was being cool when I devised that Twitter handle. It's not how I spell Lucy, but hey-ho, there you go. So please do get in contact with me. Um, And I can't wait to be back with you chatting. Ten to the Dozen about something else. Have a great rest of the week and be good, be safe and stay well.
0: You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.